And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. are on if you hear the Beatles at the top of Spike's Car Radio that means the world's biggest Beatle fan is here or a Beatle but in this case it's the world's biggest Beatle fan SCR co-host Jerry Seinfeld hello <laughs> I must be going I came to say I cannot stay I must be going and I'm glad I came but just the same I must be going. What? Um, I must be going. <laughs> now, you comedy fans out there know that is a Marx Brothers song. And you're going to be hearing more about those boys and the two boys you're listening to right now in the future. <laughs> you're promoing our development. That's what you're doing. Hello, I must be going. That's my favorite Marx Brothers song. Um... I, you know, I was going to ask you, we're playing the Beatles. This was the first Beatles album that I ever saw. This was, uh, see this album cover, Sgt. Pepper's? That was the first? It, uh, right, you know, I was a little younger. kid. Yeah, right. And there was a record player, and this was on top, and you're drawn to the colors. Sure. The guys in the suits, and so you look closely, you're trying to make sense. The little dummy there, off to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? What are, how did they get them all together? We were just at an event, Spike and I, with a bunch of comics for Netflix, and we were chatting with Jimmy Carr, the hugely popular, successful, and brilliantly funny uh, Brit comic, and he was talking about Bills, you know, in the beginning of the, the opening number, uh, Mr. Kite, the first song of Sgt. Pepper, um, and they mentioned, I, that's the first time I ever heard about a bill, and Mr. Kite is topping the bill. It's very British... Uh, um, way of producing a variety show. Anyway, well, that was really fun uh, talking to him. We we just came from this wild event, this Netflix is a joke comedy event at Ten Sarandos's uh, place, and they had every comic in the business was there. Right? It looked like it. Just about every comic I could think like of it. was. And it was a lot of fun. And if they weren't there, someone was calling them mm -hmm. to tell them about. What's happening there? You know what I noticed about it, and I, I meant to tell you, there was another uh, executive I know who works for Netflix, and he was wearing the ring, the Ura ring. Yes, Sebastian was wearing one too. He had one too? Yeah. If you guys don't know what this ring is, it's a little, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. A healthometer ring? That's or? a good description. What they call it is a wearable. A wearable. But, but your, your <laughs> description is actually uh, more apt. It's more descriptive. It's one of right. these things you wear. It's like a Fitbit, but it's a ring, basically, is what it is. Yeah. And he said um, his ring predicted COVID. Or, or knew that he had COVID right. before he had COVID. Yes. All his numbers started trending numbers down. numbers go down, yeah. And he didn't know what was happening. 
I took, I, you know, I used to, you bought me that ring and I really loved it, but I started living for ring. That's the idea. Tried to please ring. You try to please ring. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is thinking about you. At least have a ring that gives a shit. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. This is good. And we went, we went to this uh, uh, event, which um, we started in Santa Monica in a very special car. Yeah. Franz von Holzhausen. Um, heard you saying very nice things about the Model 3 design. Yeah. And sent me a text. He said, do you think you guys would like to spend some time in a Model 3 f- performance? And I said, absolutely. And you got in it and drove. Yeah. And tell us your thoughts. It was my first time ever. Uh, I, Larry David drove me just a couple blocks in his, uh, in his X, the Model X, when that first came out. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh-huh. But this, that was probably five years ago. This is a, a Model 3, which I much prefer the packaging and the uh, uh, proportions. The proportions are very, very good on this car. The sight lines are amazing. The details are amazing. Um, you know, if you like door handles and uh, visor mirror flaps, if those are the... Uh, window buttons if that's your thing it's my thing i like tiny tiny aspects of things i'm not interested in things i like the little parts of things um this car's all the details are done so uh, it was my first time in one of those and they're very 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 pleasant and as spike explained to me you don't compare it to a car you think of it as a new idea a new thing and it it will please you. This car this car is uh, determined to please you and make your transportation efficient, comfortable, enjoyable, handsome. You feel handsome in it. You you know, clothes to me is like your the last. It's like your over your overcoat. That's your car. That's what what do you wear? That's your your car is what you wear in metal, and glass and rubber. Right. And this is a handsome, handsome, uh, I, I would describe it as a nice uh, suede jacket. Now, you, you took it for a little ride around the airport before we left, and you had taken out your Mercedes diesel, right? Mm-hmm. What was that? 69 220D. And that was the car we were going to take. And you yeah. drove the Model 3, and then you said, let's take this instead. Why? Yeah. I just knew it would be too, um, uh, it, it, it would be... Uh, um, Uncomfortable. It, it would be an affront to your senses. <laughs> Diesels, which I love, are rattly, loud, smelly. They're they're a very they're slightly offensive. At the time in 1969, it was an incredibly responsible, practical solution to driving and owning a car because they lasted forever. They're very economical, indestructible, and I love that a car with Mercedes engineering expertise would focus on making something for someone who might be buying the last car of their life. Right. And let's make something that will right. last them their entire life. Yeah. And that's what I like about Diesel's Mercedes particularly. But, you know, it's this thing is so slick and smooth, the Tesla. Uh, I just didn't think you would be able to adjust to it. There are just some moments where you just don't want to be bothered by noise you just want the car to do the work for you and that's why i always say you're not i i think of this as a new kind of driving yeah. that you're adding on top of all the other types you're doing right. vintage 
you know, muscle cars, uh, supercars, and then you have this new thing. When, you, when you're a little beat, when you're driving in a place that's got bumpy roads and it's a mess, when we know there's going to be traffic, what did you think of the autopilot when you, you first turned that on? Did that freak you out? No, I've used uh, it in some other cars that, that when they have the big lens in the grill. Uh, I have a, uh, uh, a Panamera uh, Turismo Turbo S, and, and uh, I've used it. It doesn't, it doesn't stay in the lane, but it, uh, it, it has, uh, what do they call it, active cruise control, I think Right, right. It. And uh, I've used it, I use it a bunch of times on the LIE on Long Island, uh, going back and forth to Long Island, and uh, and then I got tired of it. I I'm <laughs> I don't like um, I like to drive and I like to be tired and I like to work mm. and I like to I like to I like stress and strain because I do transcendental meditation. Right. So I enjoy the stress and strain of driving, and. But I really appreciate it. I, I appreciated the thoroughness of the te- engineering of the Tesla. Yeah. Very thorough. Right. Deeply thought out. And, and like we were saying, it's very iPhone-y uh, as a compliment. Um, deep think, you know. They, a lot of, lot of work went into that car yeah. to make it work like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's super impressive in everything it does. Yeah. And I could, I could see owning it and enjoying it. What kind of drives? Anything during the week. Anything during Anything the week. Anything during the week. Yeah. I could see you could make that's Tesla during the week and uh, explosions on the weekend. I'm really loving driving this thing. One, because as the listeners know, I'm always having to steal my wife's car and she gets angry when I try to take her car now. She'd rather I, I didn't drive it. But that's mostly because I give her a full report on what I see on the wheels and what I see inside the car. So now that I have my own... You're keeping this car? You're going to keep this car? I would keep it. Yeah, if they said, why don't you just keep it, I'd keep it. <laughs> I, would, I, love, I love it. Do you like the color? Do you, when you and I were leaving work the other day on Melrose, and we were at the red light and the light changed, and you saw me take off. Yeah. The performance package is what's in this car. It was like, you know how in those old <laughs> movies when the they call it iris down, it's like a black circle that just turns, in, yeah. that becomes little and then disappears? <laughs> That's what the back of the car looked like. It looked like someone just irising out a shot at the end of a, a so a fast. Zero sixty is reportedly 3.1, but it feels high twos. I, I, I haven't tested it. I don't know. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure it is 3.1. I don't know why it feels so different. Maybe it's, it's that it's all four wheels, but it throws you back into the seat and is fast. And that's not even the fastest car they make. Um, and then there's that, there's just the quiet, the quiet. It's a different kind of speed. It's, it's THX 1138 speed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Star Trek hyperdrive speed. It's, it, you don't feel the, the car doesn't work at it. Yeah. At creating the speed. That's yes. what it is. Uh, my fr- back in 1972, my friend got the first uh, Honda 750 four-cylinder c- we had ever seen. And we, his father actually bought it, but we used to mess around on it. And I used to, I used to say, that's not a throttle. That's automatic scenery control. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can just make the scenery go by mm-hmm. any, at any speed you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Tesla is the closest to what that yeah. was. Automatic scenery control. And it's a different kind of acceleration. 
Yeah. So I, you know, I have the touring, the GT3 touring, which, you know, by the way, I'm absolutely loving. Though it took five solid drives for me to then get in it and go, okay, I'm in love with this thing. Right. I am now in love. But the acceleration is different in an electric car. Of Again, it's another thing, and I think it's fine to have both. I would not it's take one. It's fine to have anything, the- Spike. It's fine. No, but listeners, they always go, uh, you know, it's boring. You know, you got, you're not going to give up any of your you're cars. You're boring. Boy. You're boring. That's why you don't have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone at this point has yeah. a podcast. So I, I'm just digging that's it. That's what's going to happen to podcasts. There's going to be nobody left to listen to them but because look, everyone will be doing one. Because we're driving to work and I have a drive now, I listen to podcasts. I actually listen to this podcast for the first time. These little one-on-one shows is right. one we're doing right now. Wow. They're actually enjoyable. You feel like you're sitting with the guys. I felt like I was sitting with Spike and Zuckerman. If you can find guys that you like that much, uh, that's amazing. I like Zuckerman. Yeah. I didn't like the Spike guy, but I liked Zuckerman. I liked listening to him talk. But I, you you know, and I listen to Mark Maron, you start to to understand the conversation. People just want to be uh, sitting in that empty chair we leave leave for them, just listening Mm -hmm. and chatting. You feel like you did something. Yeah. As long as you keep it interesting. Um, Collecting Cars has some great stuff They're one of our sponsors Look at this Aston Martin Vanquish Works Manual Conversion The Vanquish is a super rare example Of the last hand built Aston Martin And uh, thanks to its genuine works Full manual gear shift upgrade You've got a very special car Two owner Gulf specification The cherry on top is the paint color The very rare Strathmore Red Jerry Strathmore? Strathmore. I stayed there once in, at a weekend in, in Liverpool. Swiggins and Peabody's rich nephew, Strathmore. <laughs> 37,000 miles. What is this? A uh, perfect gift for a junior racer. Oh, these little cars. Ferrari 126 C4 children's car. Look at that. Did you ever buy your kids little expensive cars like this? We had a go-kart once, electric go-kart. Uh, in the early 1980s, these little models racked up 10 races and 10 pole positions. The final version won the 1984 Belgian Grand Prix, and now your kid can get the little kid version of it. Awesome gift for a junior Ferrari fan. Um, and then here, look at this, 2007 Porsche Cayman spec race car. Wow. Almost like the car that Johnny Lieberman's going to Pikes Peak in. Um, Cayman S race car that's ready to go on collected cars. 3.4 liter flat six X51 baffles and swirl pots. Swirl pots. That's a new word. What does that mean? That's from the Witches of Eastwick, I think. (laughs) A fantastic track toy. Chris Harris's collectingcars.com. Go there, check it out. Sell your car there, too. They've got a big, fat global audience. It's, uh, It's terrific. All right. See, my Tesla's telling me I left all the trunks open, Jerry. That's funny. Is it? I don't know if you heard, but on that uh, that tragic uh, sinking of the Felicity Ace <laughs> that we've been going through the cars. Felicity and- is a great name for a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Honda Prelude SIR. One man's long-awaited project oh. car went down with the ship, and it wasn't insured. <laughs> Well, isn't isn't the ship insured? One would think. Um, 
And it's, uh, out of all the cars that went down, impressive that this is the one folks are really kind of globbing onto. The Drive uh, did a big piece on it right here. Um, the SIR trim was a limited production run of Prelude intended for Japanese markets. Wow. Hawkins estimates somewhere between around 3,000 were produced, and Honda only ever planned for a maximum of 5,000. I love it, that era of Hondas. Look, there's the car right there. Oh, I love the Preludes. I love the early Civics. I love the first Honda Accord, the first proper car mm-hmm. that they ever made, four-door. I had a friend had one of those. He was working at a TV station in Watertown, New York, and we drove up to visit him, and he just, just bought that. I'll never forget how when you would hit the turn signal. Do you remember Spike Japanese uh, motorcycles in the 70s when you would hit the turn signal they would bounce there would be like a bounce sound before it yeah i love that that was a honda quality vibe that i just loved you know i learned how to drive manual on a honda a honda accord yeah yeah it got dropped the the rich guy in my neighborhood uh mr kelleher Mr. Kelleher was working with computers. He was a rich guy. And he had this Honda Accord. He was getting rid of it. My dad bought it for my mom. Herb um, Kelleher? And by any chance? Bert Kelleher. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he's around anymore. He was, uh, a, he was a computer degenerate like my dad was uh-huh. a salesman degenerate. Um, but a sweetheart guy, I guess. As a kid, you know, you didn't know the difference. I, he used to make supermarket uh, laminating labels, and I used to cut them when I was uh, 12, one of my first little gigs. He lays off this silver and red uh, Honda Accord um, at our house, and my brother and I were like, somebody just dropped a Formula One car in our driveway. <laughs> Five-speed, red velour, and silver. We called it the silver bullet, and... God, you know, even thinking back, I'm like, I asked my mom recently, like, did you even know how to drive a manual? She goes, no, your dad taught me, you know, we just went out to a parking lot and he taught me how to do it. (laughs) You know, it was just a thing you kind of learned how to do, but without passion, Mm -hmm. you just learn how to get this thing moving. Mm -hmm. And that car holds such a special place in my heart still to this day. Really? Yeah, I would get another one. What year was it? 82? 78. 78. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, but I'm... 78 Accord. I think so. I think. I'm going to look up what that looks like. Because that would have given him a year or two to drive it, Mr. Kelleher, and then to pawn it off on my unsuspecting dad. And I remember it was kind of a... My parents had to wrap their head around the idea of getting an import. 78 Honda Accord. What are you asking, Siri? Yeah, I should match. Oh, yeah. They look like this? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's I the love car. Those. Love those cars. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. when they came out. I would get one today if I found a nice one. We're nerding out on Honda Accords. We both just said that, which means this uh, very enthusiastic, engaged listener base will be sending us examples. Yeah, I'm getting one. <laughs> Somebody, if you can find me a nice blue one. No, really, they had a way about them, those cars. They really had a feel. It was the Honda motorcycle feel. Yeah. They're simple. Yeah. And easy to use and fun. It couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been better. Yeah. I loved it. It was my mom's car. We had our own cars, but my brother kept crashing them. And I'll tell you this, Spike Ferriston. Yes. Not since that car. The, that late 70s Honda Accord 
And this Tesla Model 3, it's the same cowl line. The bottom of the windshield is so low. Right. And that was the feeling of comfort you had in those early Accords. Do you remember there was like a little shelf? Yeah. Right under the windshield? It was so comforting. American cars had that kind of slashed thing Mm -hmm. that went away from you. It was just a bad shape. Well, it's something we talk about on the show, too, the smallness of it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> We've got cigars going. The, uh, you know, my neighbor Jimmy Connolly's parents had a Datsun B210. Right. We would take that thing out, too. Little, With the moon hubcaps? It was yellow and yellow on the outside and yellow on the inside. Jimmy Connolly, I believe, famously threw up in it as he was driving us around. Um but still, we loved it because we were getting out of uh, our other friends' giant cars, Grand Torino, right, right, and these big American things. Right, and these little things came along. Yeah, yeah, and they couldn't have been more fun. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, they they all were like race cars. Yeah, um, I think they're beautiful. Well, that's sad that that car went down in the Felicity Ace. If you want to read more about it, it's on Drive. I just like out of uh, uh, I think someone told it up. And I'll get this wrong. I think it was four. There was four hundred million dollars. Yeah, worth of that cars was a number I heard too. That this is the car they're talking about. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that the car community cares. I know what you're thinking out there. Here, let me do another ad. And I'm sorry, I have to do these ads. But I know what you want to hear about, and we're going to talk about it. That special Porsche that was just announced. But first, let's talk. I wish about you guys it. could see my '69 Mercedes 220 diesel that's just sitting out here. It's such oh, yeah. a cool car. I mean, you could look it up. That's another car. I'm going to tell you right well, now. Well, I can take a picture of it. Oh and yeah, as okay. they're listening, you can go to my Instagram and you'll see it. We'll take a so photo. So we're talking about late '60s Mercedes. We're talking about late '70s Honda, and we're talking about the Tesla Model Three. You can th- you can throw a hat over the three of them. They are right sized. And they are uh, like a well-tailored suit. It's like not no extra fabric, no no overly padded shoulders, no b- big baggy pants. It just looks right. I'm gonna turn this fan on. Anyway, that's what I like about those three cars. Oh, this is the Zuckerman Tyson fan. <laughs> my own smoke is blowing in my face like Zuckerman. And what are we smoking? Uh, Cohibas. Um, Cohibas and we got a great show here it is uh, Graphene Nano Spray our sponsor 303 Cleaners and Protectants we love you this is the stuff I used to get off the, remember when the birds yeah when we were driving out and the yeah. birds got all over us Graphene 303 Cleaners totally clean Zuckerman's GT2 RS uh, gives you a professional protection and a simple use of spray formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost light, dust, and fingerprints in between washes. Quick cleanups, not boost them. Boost protection and slickness and shine throughout the year. For the one-two punch to keep your car looking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products, 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect, and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. All right. I'm going to throw some stats at you guys. You know... What was announced. Um, And Johnny Lieberman, I believe, brought this story to us a long time ago. uh, That there were going to be special editions of 9-11s. Three in particular. um, 
I think now it's two. We may have some more information on it, but let's talk about this 2023 Porsche 911 Sport Classic that was just announced. A rear drive stick shifted 911 Turbo. Oh, wait a minute. When they say turbo, so it has the same power as a regular turbo? Uh, I think it has I don't think it does. a it has, little it's less. It's 530. It's detuned a little. Uh, the 911 Turbo's engine, albeit with reduced output of 543 horsepower, 442 foot-pounds of torque. Lesser output allows the rear-wheel drive Sport Classic to adopt a seven-speed manual transmission. So they had to lower the horsepower to get that transmission made into it. Porsche intends to cap production at 1250 units worldwide. It's not a lot. It makes it significant. Same as the Carrera GT. Um is that really what that number is? That's what it turned out to be, yeah. 1250? Yeah, Why 1250. that number? Because they couldn't sell 1,500 of them. Really? Yeah, they had to shut it down. Wow. That's almost like the Rolex story. Yeah. Watches that don't do well become the watches that right. become the most valuable. Um, this car, here it is again. You've seen these pictures, right? You've seen this Yeah, car? have you seen the Gentian Blue version? Let me look. It's really, no. really, that one looks really good. Wow. I you, might change my mind on that. <laughs> so when you say you change your mind, you mean you've been I offered. Was, I wasn't initially attracted. I, I don't, I, to me, seven speeds is just one too many for a manual. I love, and I'm so in love with the their six-speed box in the 911R and in the 718 Spider and... Uh, you know, all the, the 4.0997. I just love the six speed. I just love the look of it, the sound of it, the idea of it. That extra gear hanging off the edge, to me, it's like something I want to get out a nail clipper and clip it off. <laughs> I would imagine Porsche would let you do that. <laughs> Isn't there someone you could call and just say, hey, give me the six speed version of that? It is. A, it could be an interesting car. I mean, you're talking about two wheel drive. Turbo, very 930-ish in its formula, formulation. Let me ask you this question. You might not know the answer. Why, why seven gears? Why did they do that? Why not five gears? Because you're trying to maintain boost in a turbo. And, and look, all, all 911s are turbo now, except um, you know for the GT cars, which have much more horsepower. I don't know. I think it has to do with keeping the power band in the desirable area. It's just easier with seven speeds right. to keep the revs high. So you don't think it's fuel consumption and just keeping the RPMs low. So That too. Right. That too, I'm sure, yeah. is a yeah. factor. I think this car is desirable. It's coming from the exclusive department, correct? Correct. And not the GT department. Correct. Right? So that makes it kind of not our thing. But the Porsche Turbo exclusive that came out, who was it? that was telling us there are going to be more of these. Were There's you- two more, which they, 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 they're making four. They did the Targa one. The exclusive department. Yeah, now this one, and then there's two more coming. And that guy, he calls himself the 911 guy, Lee Sibley or Silby. On YouTube, I'm guessing. YouTube, fantastic guy. <laughs> you know who I didn't mention last night I was talking about my YouTube favorites? <laughs> Harry Metcalf, Harry's Garage, he does the most wonderful shows. I never miss a Harry's Garage. And any car I'm really interested in, I want to know what Steve Sutcliffe thinks. Oh, yeah. He's a a UK uh, motoring journalist. Yes. And I think he is the most right on. When he tells you how it feels, that's how it feels. Yes. 
The British accent helps all car reviews. Oh yeah, it? it's yeah. really hard to go wrong if you have a British accent. Yeah, yeah. So the Sport Classic. What are these other? What do you mean? There are two more coming. There's two announced. There's, gonna, there's four in this series of special cars really? coming out of the exclusive department. Special look, special equipment. Now, now when Johnny Lieberman brought this up, he said there were going to th- be three cars. Is what he heard. First would be the Sport Classic, or not first, one of them. Then there would be an anniversary '73 Turbo of some kind, and then there would be what we all are guessing. '73 RS, you mean? '73 RS, and and this third. ST, this 911 ST. That's that's definitely a GT department car, no right. question. Now, in the should uh, it exist? The promotional cool like uh, '70s video, the Italian. Uh, they put this Sport Classic out. They made a really neat little film with it. Did, yes, you saw it, right? I did see it. Yes. In it, you saw that Targa, that special uh, exclusive department Targa. Yeah. You also saw the '73 911 RS. That's right. Which bothered us because it made us think, is this how we're, the 50th anniversary of the 73 RS with the Sport Classic? That doesn't feel right. But that's what they're saying. Who's saying? That's what they're visually saying. But I'm going to believe differently. That I'm going to believe the next RS is going to come in a 50th anniversary package option. This is just me guessing. So you think they're foreshadowing there. They're not saying this is an ode to the 911 RS. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I you did. could be right, by the way. I didn't see the relationship between that heritage uh, exclusive Targa package. Well, and then- it's the whale tail. It's the whale. It's the same way. Uh, same du- duck tail, I should say. That's true. That's, that's the connection. But, but this is not the race version. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Look what they keep doing to us with these cars. They're doing great. They just keep teasing us. That's what you're supposed to do. So I've seen you. Now, you're saying you were offered one of these cars. And I've seen you do this before with cars. At first, you're a little thrown off. And then, it's <laughs> yes. be, this is my favorite car. You get that call. You did it with a 918. I'm going to pay for you to learn how to be a hybrid? Yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) A million dollars to save money on gas? (laughs) And now... It's my favorite uh, car. (laughs) So they were ahead of you, of where you're at. Do you think it's possible that they're ahead of you now with this car, the Sport Classic? It's possible. Anything's possible, of course. (laughs) Uh... Look, let me be candid. Mm-hmm. That's what this show is about. 992 body um, footprint, as as I've said to you, is just a little. Uh, it's just a little plump for me. I just find the size of the car. I don't love the size of it. Uh, I've been in your GT3 touring, and that car totally blew my mind, and because of the new suspension, the new. Um, double wishbones it feels totally different and more advanced mm-hmm. and when you when you're in that when 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 you when you know you're in that car um, you don't care about anything so but this this sport classic is the conventional regular suspension in a touring a gt3 touring um, it's worth anything 
I'll, I'll take that any way I could get it. That's an amazing... Your, I think it's the best car I've ever driven. Your enthusiasm for the GT3 Touring really carried me through that process. I was having a lot of regret and a lot of disappointment early on. New things always do that. Yeah, and I couldn't understand why, but the second you drove it, you just went, oh. Yeah, you just go, oh, oh, oh. And now I, I see it now. Yeah. I was having a hard time with that car. The steering wheel in that car, I'm still not sure if it's the same size or slightly smaller than the other. It's, it's, it, it kind of pokes out a little different. It's it something comes about it. the driver. It's amazing. And the quality of the leather is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's the whole reason to buy that car is get that steering wheel. Well, you can't get them. <laughs> People are selling them for two hundred grand over. Wow. They're literally doubling the prices of them. Wow, these dealers! It's disgusting. Is it? Yes, it's a disgusting time that we live in. <laughs> well, we have our GT4. We finally got our build date for the GT4 wow. and uh, RS. RS. Hold on, I'm gonna let this jet go by. The jets seem like they're back today. Yeah. And I've got to thank uh, our friends, uh, Bert Smith Porsche. In, hey, Bert. In uh, Clearwater, Florida. Corey Biller and the general manager, uh, Mike O'Donnell, who said, you know what? We're going to get you guys an allocation. It's amazing. Isn't that nice? They got us an allocation for a car. They were able to hook us up with a special wishes department. I'm not going to tell you too much about the build or the color, but, uh, you know, as you know, the GT3 Touring we did as kind of a low-key city driver. This will not be. This we put a lot of thought into. You were very helpful. Zuckerman, of course, the, the three of us going back and forth for quite a while. It's amazing how you get lost. You really do get lost when you're specking out a car. Like, if I didn't have you and Zuckerman there, I would have gotten, I would have been lost. You start to put so much importance into these little things, yes. and then you can't sleep, and then you wake up the next day, of course. As I've always said, every nap, you're a different guy. You wake up a different guy, and the different guy goes, what do, what do you mean, that color? Why yeah. did you do that, right? And you need your friends around to go, no, no, this is good. That's going to work. Yeah. Right? But there are many, many things that can work, and that's why color is, a, is an endless loop. It's a... Uh a um, infinity wheel. We're just going to wait for the, the planes. Plane. are doing this weird is, things This is what today. it's like down at the hangar. It's hard to record. It's hard to shoot down here. Yeah. Um, but it's super fun to watch the things go by. You know, the Porsche configurator, if you folks don't know right now, has all the paint to sample colors on it. So uh, wow. it used to be, and it, even as, as recently as when I spec'd out the GT4 RS, you couldn't see it in the color that we chose. Now you can. You can go through, the, wow. uh, you press the little button, and uh, 20 or 40. And paint. would it do the hood treatment that you ordered? I wasn't going to tell everybody we did that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the special wishes department was about. If we whisper, maybe they won't hear it. So what's yes, the name of that dealer in, in Clearwater that, that uh, did you a solid? Burt Smith? Burt Smith. Burt Smith Porsche? Is that the name of I it? I think. <clears throat> give give, give Burt a call for all your Porsche needs down there in Clearwater. It says Corey Biller, who's our point person down there. And it says Burt Smith Porsche. Yeah. Coming down and see Burt. 
When he first reached out, I said, Clearwater, am I going to have to join Scientology to get a car? And he said, yes. <laughs> did you know that Clearwater is the home of Scientology? I did. I, yeah. I know a little bit about Scientology. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tell me. What do you know? I, I, I looked into it about 40 years ago. <laughs> 40? 40 years ago. And I, I found it interesting. I never followed up, but I found it interesting. There's good uh, information everywhere. That's You're right. like that a lot. You were telling a story to somebody the other day um, about a bookstore at... Uh, Zen Bookshop Zen in Hermosa, Hermosa, Hermosa Beach. In Hermosa Beach. Yeah. I used to go in there in between shows of the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, and I would buy books on Zen. And I learned Zen. I learned this Eastern way of thinking, and it was very helpful to me, very interesting. It, it, what is Zen? What is Zen? What is Zen? I know. You know, how Buddhism you, is. <clears throat> I know how to use the words. It's a branch of Buddhism. It Zen, is Zen Buddhism. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a philosophical way of thinking, and Eastern, of course. And I've always been attracted to Eastern thought, uh, yoga, meditation, Zen. <laughs> Just be. So you would come off the stage and go to the Zen bookstore. Yeah, in between shows <clears throat> to kill time. Really? Yeah. I would go in there and I would buy these little <laughs> Zen comic books. They had Zen comics. Oh, I know. It was Howie Mandel we were talking Yeah, to. Howie Mandel. Because <laughs> Howie was talking about worrying about my health, worrying about uh, COVID and worrying yes. about my kids. I go, I don't worry about any of it. I found my, and he invited you on his podcast with his daughter, I guess. I don't know his podcast. Such a sweet guy. Yeah. So nice. This is on Bill's porch. Bill's porch really is the center of the universe. It sometimes. really is. Yeah. And I was thinking, boy, how much fun it would be. These two germ phobes. I'm you, not a germ phobe. But you used, you were perceived N as one. Perceived as one is, is correct. And then the I'm real one. I'm just neat. I'm just, I just like neatness and order, but I'm, I don't care about germs. Don't get defensive. I'll, I'll lick the floor right now. <laughs> I would Seriously, like... Seriously, I don't. I, no, I know, but that's why I would like to see that episode of that podcast. Right. That would be really interesting to me. I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> Let's take some questions from the fans. We don't have any questions. Oh. I didn't, I didn't announce this. We just decided to do it at oh, the last okay. minute. All right. But I'm sure there are a million questions from the last time that we didn't answer. Okay. I can just go there. Let me do the last and final ad, and then we'll take some questions. Raycon. Moms are also often one of the few people in our lives who leave voicemails on our phones and call us just to say hi. So this Mother's Day, make that next mom call extra special. Spoil your mom with a gift of quality premium wireless audio. Courtesy of Raycon. Raycon wireless earbuds are a must-have for super moms, all those masters of multitasking who need to keep their hands free. With Raycons, they can stay entertained listening to their favorite podcast or music, plus take phone calls with vivid voice technology, all hands-free. Raycons are user friendly and for those moms who are just switching to wireless earbuds easy to set up easy to use seamless bluetooth pairing and kind of fashionable fun color options for your mom that suit her personality and style um, with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-air fit these earbuds are so comfortable they will not budge trust me she won't have a hard time getting used to them uh, go to buyraycon.com slash spike 911 to get 15% off for Mother's Day uh, for your order that's buyraycon.com slash spike 911 buyraycon.com slash spike 911 
Apparently listeners are buying a lot of those Raycons. So these guys are advertising a lot. I'm going to cut the fourth ad because I don't know what it is. Every, every week, they, you know, by Friday, you get a little list from the producers. Here are the, here are the four ads. Yeah. And here's the order you have to do them in, uh, which I just learned recently there was an order. Why, they have different rate, ad rates? I, I don't know how it works. It must be. I have a great... I'm sure the one at the beginning is the most expensive one. I, and the one at the end is the cheapest. Oh, yeah? Of course. Why well, don't... Who's do listening it? to all this shit? It's too much. <laughs> that is your second profanity in the show, Mr. Seinfeld. Just want to uh, make sure. There's no reaction to that. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for some questions. Supposed to be look. I put up comic. the picture of all the famous comedians at the lunch. Who put that up? You Me. Did. Where'd we, you get it? Oh, you. Took I one? took the picture. Oh my god, that's so cool. And I and it's tiny, a bunch of tiny little heads. And I said, zoom in and see if you can name all of the famous funny people in this picture. It really is a remarkable uh, group of people. I should have got down in the front with Ted. Where were you? I didn't want to push my. I I don't like to push through a crowd like. Yeah, Trump. but you don't want to do that. No. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, it was cool. But thank you for bringing me. I was your plus one. Yeah, on it was this trip. Fun. I did enjoy it. All right, let me go down here and see if I can find. It would have been right around here. Yeah, I wonder what people think of this sport classic. Here it is. All right. Here are some new questions. Thanks to our fantastic listeners. Um, thoughts on Japanese cars increasing in value over the next few years? I think we just covered that. We did. I, I just focused on... I, I, when I was a kid and I went to the, the New York Auto Show, which used to be at the Coliseum in Columbus Circle back in 72... And uh, I, I was just getting my license, and Honda had a car, the Honda 600. I think it was one of their first cars that they distributed widely in the States. And I think it was $1,300 or something like that. It was a 600cc car. And I really wanted one, and uh, I loved them. And I thought, I would love to get one of those. Leno has one of those earlier sports cars, like from the 66. He loves to talk about the valves are like golf tees. The little Mazda? No, the little Honda he has. Not the, not the Wankel. Oh, I don't, I don't I know. But I, I think a, a, a cor, an Accord or the first Civic, if I could find the first Civic. Oh, the first Civic. Civics are amazing. Yeah. A little orange Civic. Yeah. Send us some of those. Send us those. Those are like colored golf balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be into that. Somebody <laughs> showed up to the Peterson with one of those, their little get-togethers, and mm-hmm. it was the star of the show. Really? Yeah. And there were the multi-million dollar cars, and this little guy came in, and I went, oh. Wow. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. But a Prius would run over and crush it like a Diet Coke can. It would just go down. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. <laughs> Here's a good question for you. You're going to like this question from Andre Hoots. Is the 10th Porsche as fun as the first one? Yes, it is. (laughs) It's a good question, right? Any car you get that you want is good. (laughs) But you understand what he's asking. I do. I I do understand. Here's a a question I I might rephrase. Which is more fun, having one car or, let's say, 20 cars? Which is more fun? And I'm going to say the answer to that is, is, uh, is, is a difficult. It's a difficult answer. Because, it, you know what, guys? 
Oh, and, 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 and women too. Which is more fun, being married or being single? There's no answer to that. <laughs> There's no answer to that. They both offer things that the other one doesn't offer. Right. Right. So you can't. So in a sense, you can't really compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the first things uh, Letterman said to me when I uh, he took me out for that drive in '91. Mm-hmm. I said, "This is amazing that you have so many cars." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "You know, to be honest with you, uh, I can tell you, it also comes with a lot of anxiety." Yeah. And well, I, he goes, "You probably you won't understand that, but maybe someday when you have some cars, you'll understand." Yeah. Now you I, have to, to if you want to enjoy having ten cars, you got to change the way you think. <laughs> You can't think normal. You gotta. You, you have to, like people you ever see in the suburbs. People build a dormer or they build another room. Out yes. It. They take a, a a screen porch and they turn it into another den. That's that's what you got to do to your yes. brain. Build it out. In the beginning, it was very hard for me because I was a perfectionist, right. and then I, I projected that onto the collection. And as you know, that's re- that gets really crazy really fast. Mm-hmm. Nothing's ever perfect. Right. Nothing's ever right. right. Something needs maintenance. Mm-hmm. Something could be better. And even when it get when I could get to what I judged as perfection, then I didn't want to drive the car because I might lessen the perfection. As I've gotten older, I'm caring a little less about right. it, and I'm letting stuff go and right. just enjoying it. Yeah. So, the, you know, you heard me say I'm taking the Zagato down to Wilhoit with a, a, a little list of things that I've been collecting over the last seven months, feeling no pressure to kind of get them done. Mm-hmm. And one side, only one of my horns is working. Right. I have the dual note. That would have sent me into uh, under the sheets. I would, I, the second I noticed that I would have had to get that car somewhere to get it. If fixed. it was your only car. No, as part of my collection, that something's wrong. I couldn't think oh, straight. Oh yes, yes. Until I learned that that's fixing it isn't going to make me happy. I'm just broken. <laughs> no, no, no. It will make you happy. And here's the other thing. But just it doesn't have to be done immediately. Is what. Oh, I, was I see. I yes. can't not. I, here's I what I'll say, and most people won't agree with it, but I'll always maintain this. Yes. Obsessing is fun. Hmm. Obsessing over things is fun if you keep it below crazy. Keep it below the crazy line. Then it's enjoyable to be an obsessive person. I'm a totally obsessive person, but I never let it rattle me. How? It just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a boost gauge. It's just a boost gauge with a knurled edge. Just turn it down. (laughs) Knurled. Knurled. It never What's goes been, uh, into an uncomfortable area? No, I won't let it. And how do you stop it? I stop it. How? I say to myself, stop it. That's good. Yeah. You yell at the little voice in your head. I Leave yell me at myself. Don't, no, 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 don't do that. Because the most important thing to me in life, don't spoil your fun. Mm-hmm. Because fun is hard to have, hard to find. And if you found some fun, protect it. You famously said... That's why comedians are uh, attracted to cars, because they're fun experts, and cars are Mm. fun. Comedians are fun experts, because the root of the word funny is fun. (laughs) Will Jerry Jerry ever come back to Iceland? Oh, I love Iceland. I sure would. I would love to. Beautiful place. The most amazing people. 
friendly, incredibly uh, attractive people. Oh, you heard me talking about them the other day to somebody. You went there. They used to give you the jet every year, the NBC jet when you were doing yeah. a series, yeah. right? And you would take trips with your buddies. Yeah. And we once went to, we just, someone told me to go to Reykjavik, you'll, uh, you won't believe it what it's like. And it's true. Any, if you get, anyone gets a chance to go to Reykjavik, just go. It's amazing. It's better than Disneyland. Great food, incredible, beautiful country, and remarkable people. I love the people of Iceland. When, when out driving, this is Joshi Perot. When out driving spiritedly, what three emotions are you experiencing? Mm. For wow, example. Such a sophisticated fan base. This you guy have. is really going down a crazy wormhole. What's the percentage of the emotions? For example, <laughs> contentment 50%, happiness 40%, anger 10%. Who would put anger in a list of <laughs> things that are fun? Joshy Perot would. You're sick. Get help immediately. Seek help. But yesterday, what were we doing yesterday? There was uh, we got into the cars yesterday, and halfway down to Bills, we were so happy. But I I noticed it myself. I was up here, and I hadn't been driving for a while, and I finally felt good yeah, and relaxed. Right. But. But yeah, what are the combination of emotions I'm feeling at that moment? Well, uh, every, anybody that's a fan of Spike's Car Radio knows my formula for a great drive. It's a four-part formula. The day, the car, the road, and your mood. <laughs> when, when, you, when you get four out of four, you are having a great day. Hard to do. Three out of four is still pretty good. But... Um, the feeling, you know what it is, the, uh, it's a combination of a dopamine drip and a flow state. Cars are flowing movement, and when the movement is flowing and your actions, your steering inputs and shifting and braking and acceleration are smooth and everything's flowing, that, that puts you in a flow state, which yeah. uh, as yeah. all behavioral psychologists can tell you is the ultimate state of the human brain. We seek it creatively. We seek it automotively. Uh, we seek it amorously. Um, for you young people. <laughs> Do you ever write comedy when you're driving or are you completely tuned out just enjoying the machine? Comedy's always flowing in and out of my head of jokes and things I want to do a joke about or I have a joke how could I make it better but the comedy but driving I mostly check out and I just listen and feel what the car's doing and why I like it or don't like it I thought it was very interesting the experience we had the other day we both had the same experience you know I love this word I made up called uh, carclimate which <laughs> is taking the word acclimate and adding the word car to it mm -hmm. so Spike took my 964 RS out for a drive and we went somewhere we got a coffee he didn't enjoy the drive up and on the way back he absolutely loved the car on the way up he found it jittery and jumpy and too uh, too tightly wired and then he carclimated to it had a beautiful drive home then I was in a completely opposite space I gotta get one I yeah. have to get one. Right. And, and the same thing happened to me yeah. with my 74 Carrera, <clears throat> which I drove to work on my birthday as a little birthday yes. treat and hated every second of it. Yeah. I thought, I've got to sell this car See, immediately. See, you know what that is? That's expectations leading you to do disappointment. Right. As the expectations are all disappearing and you have that bad drive, as you get back into the car, there's nothing there. You're the at the you're, expectation is gone. All of it's gone. Right. You've, you've driven there. You've talked. You're kind of in a zero headspace. And then you experience the car 
without any judgments or expectations. Right. And then you see it. You see it for what it is. But it really works. Take yes. a drive, you stop, then you take a second drive, and yeah. now you have car climated. Yeah. If you're stuck in a car, you'll know by drive five if you're still having that same experience right you and the morgans you're never gonna ever make your decision about a morgan up whether you buy it or not buy it you're always going to be in the same space dennis dennis glavis <laughs> are you there morgan um, west <clears throat> car still for sale here's the other thing uh i just want to drop in as often as i can uh something i'm i as an ambition of mine I, I just want to change water-cooled. Stop saying water-cooled Porsches. They're not water-cooled. They're liquid-cooled. Okay? Can you drink it? No. Then it's not water. It's liquid-cooled. <laughs> you're going to say this every time you're on the show? Yes. Every time I'm on the show, it's a liquid-cooled Porsche. I think I'm guilty of that. I think I'll, everybody I'll is, and I'm going to single-handedly try and change that. Um, Danny wants to know if you're heading out for a date night, uh, what what car do you grab? In other words, does your wife like what you guys collect? You only want to drive a, a car that the the person you're going on a date with will like. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's all you're thinking about. And that's never GT cars for no, me. No, nope. no. Um. They might like that for a, a morning run for, for coffee if, on a, if it's a good road. I would make the mistake all the time with Erica taking her in. Like, hey, this is a Zagato. You got to get out of this. <laughs> I can't hear you. And I'm trying to do my hair. I always find it's the most comfortable, luxurious cars. Um, press cars mostly, like the Bentley Continental GT press car. Oh, sure. Erica went, oh. My wife likes my old 356s, though. Oh, you does? know what women really love is my 52 America Roadster. Right. Because it has leather straps on the front lid. Yes. They love that. But now there's a whole new generation of women who like these GT cars. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure yeah. they're on. We don't know them, but I see them on Instagram. And they I wonder if they date men who don't like their GT cars. It'd be interest I'd be interested in knowing that. I would like to hear about that too. <clears throat> because I, I, I think that's just a car person, non car person conversation. Right. But you're right, whoever it is, man or woman. Yeah, get, you wanna whatever the date likes. Yeah, whatever they they might like. That's what you use. It's not about you. Not about you. It's kind of about you. Uh, you won't answer this. Dylan Callahan wants to know, how much does it cost to take care of the large collection of cars? <laughs> Insurance maintenance. <laughs> like, I have a clue. Why would we want to talk to, about that or even think about it? No. You have to not add those numbers up ever. You Although, I got to say, <laughs> because I, uh, I did buy a lot of good cars before yeah, the run-up, um, the value of the car is going up. Really defrayed uh, the, the maintenance costs. Right. It's true. I got a big laugh out of Sebastian Maniscalco today. Were you standing there? This was one of the most satisfying no, laughs of the day. <laughs> we were standing there with Guy O'Siri, who, who is a... Uh, that was Guy O'Siri? Yeah, the guy with the gray hair and the gray beard. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. one of the most brilliant guys in the business, and also the, maybe the nicest guy in the business. Um, anyway, he is a... Uh, venture capital guy now doesn't do as much in the business as he used to he just buys companies and does incredibly well so he's very good at uh whatever you call that uh, futurism so i was sebastian he was telling us about some company that he almost bought they all the aura ring he almost bought into that when it was new 
And I said, Sebastian, you know that frustration you feel like I wish I was smart enough to know what to buy when these things start up, you know? You bought comedy cheap. <laughs> you bought comedy the way other people bought Apple in 1995. Yeah. You bought comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and there it is. Right? Yeah. He was howling at that. Now he sells Madison Square Garden out 18 shows. Oh, my God. He's else. so amazing. Yeah. Deserves every penny. He's... Uh, I asked him about cars, too. He's been a guest on the show. I go, what are you driving? He goes, yeah, what are you driving? I'm into the minivans right now. <laughs> His kids are young. <laughs> and he, was, he was just saying, you know, this truth about you, if your kids are happy in any vehicle, a tractor, you love the thing. So he's leaning heavy into a Mercedes minivan, and well, he loves it because the kids love it. When my kids were little and we bought our first Honda Odyssey, it was stunning. Yeah. What a great car that is. Yeah. And I got it with spinners. Remember those wheels, the yep. spinners? I remember that. Yeah, well, that was so fun. You had to make it funny. You can't yeah. make it cool, so I'm going to make it funny. <laughs> and you put spinner hubcaps on it. Yeah. So it would come to a stop, and the hubcaps would still spin. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I wanted to try that, and it got shut down in my house. <laughs> but boy, that was such a funny idea. Well, look, there's our show, man. We just did an hour. One of, what are Seinfeld's three rules? Transcendental meditation, <laughs> exercise, espresso. That was an espresso show. Yeah. And a Cuban cigar. All right. Well, let's uh, finish these cigars and chill out on this sunny. It's been good to visit with all of you. Uh, we have a great show next week. You're going to hear a very, very exciting story from Mr. Zuckerman about one of his very, very special cars. And Police it, interaction. And very horrible thing that happened. That's all we're going to tell you about it. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.